remain standing for a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this graduating class of 2020 from Faith Bible Institute. We pray, Father, that you'll do amazing things through them and with them, Father. Father, we just pray that you keep them safe, keep them strong. Father, help them be a good witness of you in everything they do. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to welcome everyone to this 2020 graduation service of Faith Bible Institute. Um, if you're interested in becoming a member of our next class of Faith Bible Institute, go to fbiclass.com and you'll be able to get all the information that you need there. We're going to have an introduction and a short word from our director, Mr. David Chowning. Step up, please. Come around this way. We have awards that we want to be issuing to each person as they come up today. David has, has been our director of our institute for a couple of years now, and the, the class got together and they picked out awards for each person, and they wanted to present you with the leadership award. Since I wasn't provided a teleprompter, I have some prepared notes. <laughs> Today we are here to honor the graduates of Faith Bible Institute. Each one of us has completed a uh, comprehensive study of all 66 books of the, of the Bible. Many hours of reading, study of God's words are expended on a daily basis. Each semester was surprised of three sections of study, a book from the Old Testament, a book from the New Testament, and theology. And at the end of each semester, we were tested on each of the three sections consisting of more than 100 questions. There were also many select Bible verses we had to, to memorize to memory as well. Overall, we did well on the tests and had near 100% attendance on each week. For me personally, this strengthened my faith and answered several questions regarding God's word. It also conditioned me to read the Bible daily, which was something I wasn't doing prior to this course. But even with the three years of study of the complete Bible, I still learn everything I go back into the Bible and read the same passage. I always pull something new out of it. That is why we must continually read God's word on a daily basis to gain understanding and develop a closer relationship with him. The instructor we had, John Yates, is truly a very knowledgeable pastor and mentor that helped us understand the difficult passages of Scripture, and he has been teaching this course since 1985. I was more than happy to be the director of Crossroads Baptist Protestants during the last two years of the course. Pastor Jay handled the first year, and my hope is that these classes will, will resume in the future for us here at Crossroads Baptist Church, because I truly believe that will benefit all who attend. Thank you. We're going to present the rest of our graduates with their awards at this time and give them the opportunity, should they desire, to make a short speech. First up is Tanya Figueroa. Tanya was given the award for best attendance, and it, it kind of sounds like an odd award, but in fact, I think if it hadn't been for your heart attack, you would have been at every single class. 
and continued her studies and kept her grades up even as she was hospitalized. So Tanya, thank you for your attendance. Um, I just want to say I thank the Lord for giving Faith Bible Institute, giving us a chance to take it, making it available worldwide for people to see and to learn more about our Lord. Um, thank you for Pastor, because he was there for all of our questions, and my classmates for challenging each other for tests, laughing, and good snacks, too. <laughs> um, it's just an opportunity, and I pray God continues to direct all of our paths and lead us all in the way that he wants us to go. Thank you. Next up, Jacqueline, or Jackie, Affletch. Jackie won the award for being the most welcoming. She was one of the first anytime we'd have a new student or one of the first there to welcome people when they would come in and make people feel at home and welcome. Thank you so much. I want you all to know that if you're thinking about going into this class, do. You will learn so much about everything. And some of the, the lessons that we learned and some of the, the passages in the Bible that we were taught are so interesting and exciting. And it makes you look at the world today and say, there, the only difference between biblical times and now is technology because there were some very hateful people back then too. And I pray that we can all grow with the Bible and continue to study every day. Thank you. Next up is my favorite student. <laughs> my wife, Elvira V. McKegg. It's right there. V has won the award for the purveyor of great snacks. <laughs> I want you to know that it's never too late to start. Um, I started uh, doing this class, oh my goodness, 10, 15 years ago. <clears throat> and uh, circumstances beyond our control, we, we couldn't continue. But then when uh, we started the class again, um, I had already done the classes that they were on in the beginning, but when it was time um, to continue where I had left off, I came back in and I jumped in and, and, uh, and continued my courses. So um, there was a split between mine, but, but I did it. I finished it. And like they were saying, it, it is tremendous. It is a class that you will learn. You will definitely learn. John Yates knows how to deliver it and, and how to how to explain things so that it's understandable. And last but not least, Ms. Sandra McCarter. Sandra, we gave you the award for most committed. For those of you that don't, that doesn't mean you need to be committed. It means <laughs> you were committed. Um, Sandra, for those of you that don't know, she stayed faithful to the classes even when she, um, for about six months, went to Peru 
and was able to still continue online and continue her classes from another country. Um, there's really no reason why people can't continue these courses and can't do these courses. But because of that, when most people would have dropped out, you were committed and stayed, the rest of your class felt that you were the most committed. <laughs> um, I thank you so much. And I want to um, thank God for the opportunity. <laughs> I last like uh, two months ago, I found like uh, my 13, 2013 GR resolution. I, I don't do much that because I don't remember even doing that. And I found fixing paperwork. And one of that resolutions was to learn more about the word of God. And he made it possible three, four years later. And I want to thank you, Pastor and Tanya and Dean, because they encouraged me to do it. I was kind of scared to, <laughs> because it's three-year commitment. And like you can see my primary language is no English. <laughs> and I thought it would be hard for me to try to understand this, but God made it possible. If I can do it, you can do it. I can encourage everyone to do these classes. Um, my family is probably going to see this in Peru. They want to say, hola. <laughs> Estoy muy feliz de haber estudiado uh, la palabra de Dios. I'm very happy to learn more about the word of God. This is the base for me, I think, to continue growing. Thank you. Before we confer the diplomas, I have a charge that I want to issue to the students. It's a four-point charge. As they leave here today, the studying doesn't stop. The living for Christ doesn't stop. It needs to continue on. And we're very blessed to have been able to go through this course, a course that will take you through the Old Testament, New Testament, every major doctrine of the Bible in depth. It helps you to piece things together and put them together in such a way that you start to see that the Bible isn't 66 disjointed books, but it's actually one story, a love story of how much God loves the world. My first charge to this class is to, I charge you to continue to love God. Don't ever forget your love for God. In Revelation 2.4, we see the church at Ephesus was was warned because they had left their first love. They had stopped loving God the way that they had originally loved God. And sometimes whenever we complete a course or we finish a program, we have that feeling of completeness, and that feeling of completeness leads us to step away for a while. I want to encourage you, don't step away from God. James 4 says, draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh to you. He desires a close relationship with each one of you. He desires for that to continue. Secondly, I charge you to love his word. Psalms 119, 97 through 105 says, Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Thou through thy commandments hast made me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are, are my medication, my meditation. I understand more than the ancients, 
because I keep thy precepts. I have refrained my feet from every evil way that I might keep thy word. I have not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me. How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I pray that you'll continue to love his word, continue to allow it to be that light unto your path. David made mention that he wasn't in the habit of reading his Bible every day. I pray that this is a habit that's been developed in you over the last three years and a habit that will continue. There's much power in reading God's word. There's more power in studying God's word and living God's word. 2 Timothy 4.2 is to every one of us, everyone that is, claims the banner of Christianity, it says, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. That's our commandment to each one of us that carries that banner of Christianity. We are to preach the word. What does that mean to preach? It means that we need to proclaim it. We need to tell it. He uses the the term there, in season and out of season. In season is what we're doing right now, and generally what happens on Sunday morning. Preaching in season is easy, because people are coming to hear the word of God. Preaching out of season is what happens out in the world. A world that hates God, a world that denies God, a world that hates his word, a world that views it as foolishness. It's out of season, it's not convenient. It's not easy, but we're called to preach it anyways. Thirdly, I want to charge you to love his people. John 21, 17, he saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he had said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, feed my sheep. Peter was a bit distressed here because Jesus had asked him the same question three times and Peter had answered it three times to the best of his ability, he thought. Jesus is teaching him it's not about the words, it's about the actions. Peter can say that he loves Jesus, but Jesus will know that he loves him when that love is made manifest. You see, God throughout the the Bible proclaimed his love for the world. But until that love was manifest, until it was made real to the world, it just seemed like words. And as Christians, we can proclaim our love for the world, proclaim our love for God's people. But until it's made manifest, it's just words. To make something manifest means to make it real, to make it tangible. Poets, philosophers have tried to define love for thousands of years with very little success. But yet love is something that we all know once it's made real, once we experience it. I charge you to love God's people. Feed his sheep. How you do that may be different for each person. Some may stand in a pulpit, some in a classroom, some beside the bed of someone who's passing. Someone over a fence in a neighborhood. 
but feed the sheep. To feed the sheep means to, to edify them, to build them up, to help them, to give them the tools that God has given to us and that you've learned over the last three years and take those tools and share with them to help them be better. And lastly, I charge you to love the world. Probably the most familiar verse in the Bible is John 3, 16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. See, God's love for this world was so great, despite how much the world hated him and rejected him, he was willing to send his only begotten Son to die for them. He later gives us a warning about loving the world. In 1 John 2, 15 and 17, he says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of his Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. At first glance, it seems to be a contradiction. It says to love the world, then don't love the world. But in essence, what he's saying is he's saying don't love the, th the things of the world, but love the people. When Jesus Christ died on the cross, he died for the people. He didn't die for the sin specifically. He died because of sin. He died to take the sins of the world on him, but he died for the people to take away the sin. It's easy when we're loving the world to fall into the trap of loving the things of the world. Don't fall into that trap. In short, almost cliche, it's love the, the sinner, but hate the sin. We see this as a picture of the life of Jesus Christ and the life of God throughout the entire word of God we see these things being portrayed out I pray that this isn't the end that this is the only the beginning for you guys all this information has been poured into you not so it can be a resting place so that it can be a conduit to pass on to other people whether that means remaining as director becoming a teacher a mentor a disciple maker, which we're all called to be. However that manifests itself, whether it manifests itself standing in a classroom or standing in a pulpit or standing in a field, however it manifests, I pray that you'll be disciple builders, that you'll take what God has invested into you and invest it back out into the world. We're going to confer the diplomas at this time. Those that want to take pictures will be conferring the diplomas over here if you want to take a picture. We're going to start with our director, David Chowning. <laughs> Tanya Michelle Figueroa. Jacqueline Haflich.
Okay. <laughs> Sandra J. McCarter. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the graduating class, Faith Bible Institute, Crossroads Baptist Church, 2020. Let us dismiss them with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness and your grace. We thank you, Father, that we're able to celebrate these that have taken the time and the dedication and made the sacrifice to learn more about you and more about your word. Father, I just pray that you'd be with them. Build that hedge of protection that you talk about in your word to keep them safe and keep them away from harm. Father, we pray that you'd build up their families and their homes, Father. Give them prosperity beyond anything that they've ever imagined. Father, but most important, Father, we, we pray that they will stay focused upon you, focused upon the things they've learned, and taking the word that you've shared with all of us and taking it out into the world, Father. May many souls be changed and lives transformed as a result of the work that you do through them. Father, we love you, we honor you, and we commit all this into your hands. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen.